0: News. It's 11 o'clock on Ben Che, the top stories. Hong Kong brings in compulsory COVID-19 testing for high-risk groups. The government also tightens social distancing rules at restaurants and bars. And police are hunting three men after a Wan Chai knife attack on two people reportedly injured a billionaire. People who refuse a compulsory COVID-19 test will face the threat of up to six months in prison and a maximum fine of $25,000 under new rules that will take effect from tomorrow. The Secretary for Health, Sophia Chan, says compulsory testing will cover people who live or work around the source of an outbreak, those with symptoms and anyone coming to the end of a compulsory quarantine period. If they refuse a test, they'll be fined $2,000 and given an order to take one. Refusing the order would result in prosecution and a possible jail sentence. Professor Chan said action was needed to stop a fourth wave of coronavirus cases.
1: The, the signs are worrying uh, in terms of looking at all the cases, and we have to do whatever we can uh, in terms of our epidemic control measures to prevent the fourth wave from coming or from, uh, from, from uh, a big outbreak you know, from the fourth wave. I think you know, that is uh, really very, very important.
0: The government also wants hotels to accept no more than four guests to a room unless they are in the same family, and they'll have to register all those staying. People undergoing quarantine after arriving in the SAR will not be allowed to receive visitors, and they should be on different floors to regular guests. Professor Chan says the move follows reports of people staging parties in hotel rooms to get around a ban on gatherings elsewhere
1: you know this is in response to the recent uh, staycation cases Um, and so therefore we have been uh, putting in place a number of measures Um, for example the number of uh, people um, in a room uh, uh, and also uh, without visitation uh, during quarantine period so all these are measures uh, tightening measures so that we can Uh, try our best uh, to prevent um, uh, a big outbreak, you know, from uh, transmission in the community.
0: The government is also tightening other social distancing rules after three local cases were confirmed today, including one from an unknown source. From Monday, restaurants will be able to seat no more than four people at a table, down from the current six. Bars will only be allowed two people at a table, and there'll be no standing and drinking. They'll have to close at midnight instead of 2 a.m., and will have to cut capacity from 75 to 50 percent. The chairperson of the bartenders and mixologists union, Kat Ho, says many workers will have to take unpaid leave. She said the two hours between midnight and 2 a.m. usually bring in a lot of customers.
1: The customer flow is better if bars can open till 2 a.m., as people will have their dinner earlier and come into the bars afterwards, according to what I have heard from some bartenders.
0: Groups such as aircrew will no longer be exempt from waiting for test results before leaving the airport. Police are hunting three men after a knife attack on two people on Harbour Road in Wanchai early this morning. Local media say mainland billionaire Tian Feng Lei, a director of Universal Holdings, was one of those attacked along with his assistant. Wong Yingting has more.
1: Police say the two victims, surnamed Chen and Fang, suffered wounds to their head, legs and back and were taken in a conscious state to Rutinji Hospital before being transferred to Pamela Yud. They say the attack on the two men, both in their 40s, happened between midnight and 1am on Saturday. They are investigating the motive. The case has been classed as wounding.
0: Hong Kong's LGBT community has held a pride parade like no other after its usual street march was cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Instead of the traditional rainbow flags on the streets, people went online for a three-hour socially distance event featuring singing. 17 of the SAR's district councils gave the event their support. Cynthia Zhang, deputy spokesperson for the Hong Kong Pride Parade, says there was no chance of this year's celebration being scrapped entirely.
1: Not only for LGBT people, it's very important platform and a day for them to remind them you are not alone, you are always have someone who are exactly like you and walk with you. And for the straight people and for other allies and the public, it's a very important education for them. So let them know that the concept of
0: equality is very important. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. Elsted lawmaker Kwok Kee says he and three of his former colleagues are still pondering whether to launch a legal challenge to the decision to expel them from LegCo. The Civic Party member says that the National People's Congress Standing Committee, which paved the way for the disqualification of the lawmakers this week, could override any judicial review by issuing an interpretation of the basic law. Mr Kwok says that he and his colleagues have limited resources and are hesitant about going ahead. When we are doing consideration, we must observe the fact that what we learn from the past experience is when there is a chance that the applicant is going to win the case, there may be and definitely there will be another interpretation by the NPC standing committee. At the end of the day, those who incline or may have a very high chance to win the case will lose as a result of the interpretation of the basic law. There's concern that the conflict in northern Ethiopia is spreading following rocket attacks on two cities in the country's Amhara region and reports of shells being fired across the Eritrean border. The Ethiopian government says one rocket damaged Gonda Airport. It blames forces from Tigray for the attacks. The governing party in the region had earlier said that airports used by the military were legitimate targets. William Davison is an Ethiopia analyst at the International Crisis Group. We do not expect to see the Tigray forces just roll over here or otherwise surrender. And this sets up, unfortunately, the possibility of an absolutely brutal conflict over the next few months. Perhaps that will lead to both the federal government and Tigray's leadership reassessing their positions and trying to find some way to a ceasefire and some way to a negotiated solution here. The Armenian Health Ministry has put the number of Armenian troops killed in the fighting in Nagorno-Karabakh at more than 2,300, an increase of at least 1,000 on the previously acknowledged figure. The BBC's Jonah Fisher reports from the Armenian capital, Yerevan. As the warring sides disengage, the human cost of this conflict is being laid bare. This latest figure of 2,317 dead soldiers from Armenia's Ministry of Health looks certain to rise still further as bodies are exchanged. Gruesome images taken in Nagorno-Karabakh's largest town, Stepanakert, show scores of bodies in uniform lying along the side of the road. There's little doubt that Azerbaijan won this war. It gained sizable chunks of territory. But it has yet to release any figures on how many of its soldiers perished. Egyptian archaeologists have discovered more than 100 intact coffins dating back some 2,500 years. They were found in deep shafts in the ancient burial site at Saqqara, south of Cairo. The archaeologist opened one of the coffins for the media, revealing a mummy in a shroud. To sports now, and Argentina have served up one of the biggest upsets in Rugby Union, beating New Zealand 25-15 in the Tri-Nations. It's the first time in 30 attempts that a South American team have managed to beat the All Blacks. Fly half Nicolas Sanchez scored all of Argentina's points. In tennis, Rafael Nadal will attempt to win one of the few tournaments he's never taken before, the season-ending ATP Finals. The event at London's O2 Arena gets underway tomorrow. The Spaniard has 20 Grand Slam titles but has never finished better than second in the ATP, the last time in 2013. He says he's keen to bring that record to an end.
1: Of course, I want to win every event that I'm playing. You know, and this one I never, play, I never won. But not not at all. Not frustrating. You know. I'm super happy about my, my tennis career. Uh, I qualified for this tournament uh, so many times. Uh, And that's it. Uh, It was not possible to win. I'm going to keep fighting for it. And I'm going to try to give me one more chance this week.
0: And to end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong brings in compulsory COVID-19 testing for high-risk groups. The government also tightens social distancing rules at restaurants and bars. And police are hunting three men after a Wan Chai knife attack on two people reportedly injured a billionaire. And that's the news from RTHK.
2: RTHK News. Oops. Relax when I'm playing castanets with my going with the flow. That's what they're saying. The bare-naked Ladies with Get In Line. To be cool or to be a fool. Current temperature is 23 degrees with a relative humidity of 76%. the uh, we can't get enough.